Chris Miles was able to retire twice by the time he was 39 years old. But he's not content to just enjoy his own financial freedom and peace of mind. Chris wants you to have your own ripple effect so you can live free today. He's not the financial advisor you expected. He's the anti-financial advisor you deserve. He's jumping behind the mic right now, ready to make waves. Here's Chris Miles. Hello, my fellow Ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor. Welcome to our show. It's for you and about you. Those of you that work so hard for your money, and you're now ready for your money to start working harder for you today. You want that freedom and prosperity now, not 30 or 40 years from now, but today to be able to live that life that you love with those you love. But most importantly, it's not just about getting rich, about living a rich life, because as you're blessed financially, you have the ability to bless more lives. And that is exactly why I'm so excited to be here today with you guys. I appreciate you guys that have been tuning in. You've been binging. You've been sharing it with others and helping us grow this movement to a way that allows people to become more financially free. And guys, I appreciate it so much. You're seriously the best listeners around. Hey, as a reminder, if you're thinking about, well, how much passive income can I create myself here in the near future? Go to moneyripples.com. You can check out the passive income calculator, put in your numbers. And within a few thousand bucks, it can be pretty accurate to what we find ourselves. And that's exactly the kind of money you could be creating in the next 12 months. So be sure to check that out now. Hey, how amazing would it be if you could create monthly cash flow, passive income from making at least double digit returns on your money and get this, it's only $1,000 or more that you need to invest. Guys, that's exactly what Secured Investment Corp does. They actually do short-term lending to real estate investors that's backed by real estate that you can actually return double digit returns on. That means 10% or better. It's also IRA friendly. And you can even reinvest those monthly distributions to create compound interest on your money too. If you want to learn more about that, go check out securedinvestmentcorp.com. That's secured, S-E-C-U-R-E-D, investmentcorp.com. All right, guys. So I've brought on a special guest today, someone who's been in this multifamily space for a while, someone who's understands about what's going on with the markets, definitely what's going on with, with multifamily and with apartment buildings and whether it's a good investment or not. And so I want to bring John on here today to really talk about that is with everything going on with interest rates and everything else, should we be investing in these kind of real estate deals or should we be staying out of real estate? And that's kind of the big question I have for John today. But to give you a little bit of background on John, John actually has been a multifamily syndicator. He's actually partnered up on lots of deals, done over $100 million of apartments. He also coaches and consults other multifamily syndicators and how to grow their own businesses. He has the great podcast you guys should check out, which is called Multifamily Insights. Actually, it was on there as well. You can definitely check that out. He's also the co-creator of the Midwest Real Estate Networking Summit. So definitely excited to have him here where he's gone from full-time employee to full-time investor. And so, John, welcome to our show. Hey, Chris. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here today. Yeah. Well, obviously, fill in the gaps for us. I know you mentioned you worked in corporate America for a while. How did you go from that to becoming a real estate investor? Yeah, man. Very important story because what's really important is understanding just like what's the why, what drives you, what motivates you, what's the trigger. And for me, it really came down to taking control over my life and my future. Pretty early on in my career, I was working in the automotive space from 2007 to 2011. And as you recall, the economy kind of crashed. 
We had the economic recession. And ultimately, the company I went worked for went bankrupt. We had a structured bankruptcy, so we emerged from it. But I watched a lot of people lose their jobs. And the one thing that taught me was one empathy for all the people who hadn't seen this coming or a particular outcome for themselves. But then two, how do I insulate myself so I'm not on the other end of this one day where whether it be through layoffs or just politics, I'm just not someone's guy. And those things were happening. They were happening to a lot of people. So I wanted to make sure I started insulating myself from that. And I saw real estate as a great vehicle to start investing in, getting some passive income and learning. And one of the things that attracted me was there's this 90% of rich people make their money in real estate or hold some Mm -hmm. of their riches in real estate. And I just thought that, you know what, if this many people can invest in real estate and make it work, there's got to be something to it. I'm not super techie. I can't really work the stock market. I really don't understand all those kind of things. I'm not coming up with the next great app. But real estate was pretty tried and true. And there was enough of that around where if you can do some basic math on an elementary level, you could invest in real estate. Now, obviously, we moved on to more complex models and valuations and processes. But real estate was definitely a vehicle that we had confidence in. And eventually, I started building up my own personal portfolio. And I realized that I could help other people, particularly thinking back to those people who lost their jobs prematurely and didn't have those solutions. But what if they had other things? What if they had money put in real estate? What if they had cash flowing assets that could protect them while they were going through this rough period of their life? And that was one of the things that I wanted to do was create an opportunity for other people to join us, which is why we now partner with other investors to invest in these apartment buildings. That's fantastic. Yeah. It's true. I actually just mentioned this on a podcast the other day where I actually researched where are the millionaires and we even did an episode just on this alone, which was who are the millionaires doing? And pretty much hundred percent, it was like hundred percent of the 25 million millionaires in this country had real estate of some sorts. Like you said, it's proven. It's the proof is in the pudding, so to speak. And now the fact that you're not just doing it yourself and helping prove it in your own life, but now you're helping others do it. I think that's the kind of ripple effect we talk about in this show, right? Yeah, spot on, right? And for me, it started with, I was excited about what I was doing because if you're enjoying something, you're having fun, it's working well, it's delivering on the goals and everything that you had as expectations, you want to share that with other people. You want them to get a slice of it, right? That's why you hear people talk about crypto so much. It's not that crypto is this magical solution. It's that, hey, they invested and they made money and they're excited and they want to share that excitement. Well, that's what I was doing except people listen and they would nod their head and they would be excited as well, but they didn't understand the amount of work and effort that went into it. And they were not Mm -hmm. really willing to commit that amount of energy to learn real estate. I was going to events. I was reading books. I was listening to podcasts. I was doing everything I could to educate myself when I was starting out. And a lot of my friends and family, they just did not want to invest that kind of time, but Mm -hmm. they knew what I was doing and they trusted what I was doing. And they had an interest in working with me. So that's where the light bulb kind of went off where, well, maybe I can help them because they have some challenges. They're looking for cash flow. They're looking to diversify. Some of them had their money in the money market accounts, right? Making a one, one and a half, two percent interest, which is even lower than that now. I mean, probably less than a percent mm-hmm. now. So they needed better cash flow and a better way to, to park their capital than what they were doing at that time. Yeah, it's true. I'm a passive investor myself. I know a lot of these listeners are as, as well. Even with all the knowledge I've gained and even doing some active investing in the past, I can definitely tell you, I didn't care to want to be an active investor. And so for you to be able to deliver that value and then others to be able to say, hey, we're on board. We trust you. We get you. We get what you're doing. 
we support it and let's ride this kind of gravy train together, right? That's really a great way to do it. Yeah. And lifestyles change. You might have plenty of time early on. Maybe you want to manage some single families or some small rentals, but as you have children or you get promoted in your job, it's more demanding, or you have other passions that you want to pursue. Do you really want to go over and paint a unit or collect rent or whatever it is you got to do from that standpoint as a property owner? Maybe not. And yes, you can rely on property managers to help you out with that, but investing with a group that's a little bit larger, has a bit more scale and they can go on and manage things in a more professional manner, that really alleviates that concern for you where now you get all the perks of being a real estate investor without the headaches of being a property owner, right? You don't have to deal with the tenants, you don't have to deal with maintenance and contractors. You focus on the upside potential and getting cash flow. And that's ultimately what we're trying to do. Awesome. Now, I mean, hitting a $100 million portfolio is not an easy feat to, to accomplish. I mean, how long did it take you to get to that place? Yeah. I mean, a lot of partnerships first and foremost, right? So that's not all John Kasman. That's a matter of having great operators that we've partnered with, being able to do our own deals as well as lead, but also having great investors who came along for the ride with us, saw the deals, saw the opportunities, wanted to get a piece of that. So that $100 million portfolio is probably about a four or five year time frame. So going back wow. from 2017 to present day, we have sold some of those assets So right now, I think our current AUM, which is assets under management, Mm -hmm. is probably more the 40 to $45 million range. I mean, over the last 12 to 18 months, we've had a number of projects go full cycle where we sold them, we're able to return investor capitals plus profit. Some of them reinvested in future deals or current deals we have now. So really excited to continue to grow and continue to try to create wealth for these families. That's great. As you're starting to see the markets shift, right? And they've definitely shifted from 2017, 2018 till now and you're getting into these new deals, what are you looking for? What are the things that you're trying to watch out for specifically? We try to stay true to our fundamentals, right? So for us, cash flow is first and foremost. We want properties that are able to generate a profit out of the gate. So not every single deal is like this, but most deals, we are looking for cash flow right away. It may not necessarily be an eight or 10% return on cash on cash out of the gate, but we Mm -hmm. want something where all the expenses plus the debt service is going to be paid when we buy it. From there, what we're looking for is the opportunity to force appreciation. And with commercial real estate, that means we've got a business plan where we can go in and drive up the income. And that could Mm -hmm. be anything from renovating units to reducing some of the expenses, the utilities. It could be adding new amenities or adding new revenue streams. But we're looking at what can we do to this property to add value. And by us adding that value, we're forcing the property to increase. So we're not solely relying on rents going up organically or solely relying on inflation. We're going in with a specific business plan that we can control that will generate better returns. So for us, whether interest rates go up, go down, the demand kind of goes up, goes down, we're still looking at those fundamental things. And the only difference for us comes into what some of those numbers end up being. What can we get a loan for today? Do we want to lock in a rate or do we want something that's more flexible? That's going to really depend more on the business plan. Our fundamentals don't waver very much. Because of that, we're not as concerned with some of the rising interest rates. And I'll Mm -hmm. tell you this, if I were in residential, the story would be way different. So I think that story when it comes to residential is very different because when people are looking to buy a personal home, they're looking at, well, how much can I afford? What's my monthly mortgage going to be? Most people, $400,000 versus $415,000, probably not a big deal to most people at 15K. Mm -hmm. But if that payment goes from 
$450 to $550, that's probably going to be a deal breaker for many families. So that's the yeah. kind of thing that people are looking at. And that's more of a, I'd say 450, but I mean like 4,000 to 4,500, right? So mm-hmm. if your mortgage payment goes up another 500 bucks, that may be the game changer to say, hey, you know what? We yeah. actually can't afford that. We're not going to qualify for the loan based on our income. So that's where things start to get a little hairy because it doesn't really matter as much that the house costs $400,000 as mm-hmm. much as it does what the, what's the monthly payment for that borrower. And that's what most people are looking at. They can get as much house as they can get for the amount of money. And that's drove the market for a long period of time. So as interest rates go up, you're not going to be able to get the same amount of house. And if you knew that, hey, six months ago, you could have got a 4,000 square foot home in a great school district for the same budget, well, maybe you're not going to be as willing to pay a premium for a smaller home or a different location. That's right. Well, that kind of leads to the question I opened up with, right? Which is, I mean, the one thing that's driving up house payments right now is just the fact that interest rates have skyrocketed over the last few months or so. And that's just driving everything up, which of course has to drive up rent. And if it doesn't drive up rents, then we got an issue, right? How is that affecting what you do with multifamily? Because I know in the single family space, this is a big deal. This eats into your cash flow big time because rents haven't caught up to that yet. So how do you see that playing out with multifamily? A couple of things. I think you can look at it from two different ways when you talk multifamily. One is going to be values and you know buying and selling the multifamily. And then the other mm-hmm. side of that is cash flow and rent. So on the value buying and selling of the property, we're seeing that demand is still really strong. You've got to keep in mind that we are coming out of a global pandemic. We now have a war going on in Europe and you have consumers across the globe who are looking for secure places to park their capital. And if you are in one of these countries where maybe you don't trust your local government or there's a lot of chaos going on in your home market, do you want to keep your money in those banks? I mean, we Mm -hmm. saw what happened in people in Russia. They are shutting down businesses. You have major employers who said, we are not going to keep these businesses open. We're not going to do business there. And we're closing down banks. We're basically cutting off the financial arm to this country. So what does that tell you? Do you want to keep your money there? Or do you want to park it somewhere where it's more secure? You're not going to be worried about the government seizing your assets, right? Or you're mm-hmm. not having access to your assets. And things like that are making US real estate really attractive. And it's been attractive. And in my opinion, it's only becoming more attractive because it's something that people can rely on. People know that the United States legal standpoint is a fairly easy, relaxed environment to do business in. No one's going to seize your property just because it's fairly easy from that standpoint in comparison to other countries. So I think we have that. Then you look here in the United States alone, you have investors, high net worth individuals, you have private equity firms and big time investors who need a place to park capital. They need to deliver returns on the money that they have. You talked about interest rates going up. So what are lenders going to do? They got to find a way to put that money to work so they can get their payments and they can make money. So I do think that demand is going to stay strong, even in a rising interest rate environment, because demand stays strong. I have not seen any signs so far that demand is slowing down for U.S.-backed multifamily. So I expect that to continue for the next couple of years, but we'll continue to monitor that. On the flip side, when it comes to rent and rental income, Rents grew at a double digit last year. I believe I saw an average, it was around a 12% rent growth or something like that last year across the country. Some markets grew 20% or more in line with what we're seeing with inflation. They are slated to grow 
in a similar fashion this year. Although it seemed to be not realistic, the reality is the Q1 metrics show that it actually outpaced Q1 of 2021. And the current projections are that it will either be similar or actually exceed rent growth from last year. So rent Mm -hmm. is going way up across the country and residents are going to have to figure out a way to be able to make do with it. And I think that could be a challenge. There's certainly an affordability issue that comes into play. And I think it also depends on what markets you're in. If you are already Mm -hmm. in a high priced market, it's going to be tough because those residents may not be able to take on much more rent. However, Mm -hmm. in some of the markets that we're in, particularly in the Midwest, there's already a gap because these are pretty affordable markets for the most part. Well, it's not going to be as affordable as it was two, three years ago. That gap is starting to decrease. And I think that there's going to be a little bit of a sticker shock for many residents. Prices and rents are going up and you're going to see it across the country. You're going to see it in many markets and many apartment buildings, particularly with not just interest rates, but all of cost of goods increasing in in cost. Well, probably as a result, you're probably not looking for this super class A type stuff because if there is that affordability issue, people are going to have to start downsizing into really lower rent units, right? Yeah, I think that's something to pay attention to because on the super class A stuff, you're now looking at maybe giving some concessions, right? You're giving maybe first mm-hmm. month's rent free or, or something like that. But then also, if you're a resident and you're going to pay $1,000 for rent, well, you've got to look at, well, what can I get for $1,000, right? They're going to shop. Yeah. They're going to be looking for a bargain. So for $1,000, what can they get for rent? And if that's different today than it was two years ago, well, mm-hmm. there's a point where they trade up. Right. If I'm going to pay a thousand bucks this for a thousand and twenty bucks or a thousand and fifty bucks, I'd rather go get that property, right? That has the swimming pool and free Wi Fi and all the other gadgets. So some of that Mm -hmm. starts to come into play as well. So as the top end goes, I think the rest of the market kind of falls in line and fills in some of the gap. That's great. Yeah. Really intelligent and wise answers. I really love this. John, if people really want to follow you and get to know about your deals and what you're up to, or even following your podcast, how would they best go about doing that? Yeah, the podcast is called Multifamily Insights. So you can check that out anywhere you listen to podcasts. And we put together a sample deal package, whether you are an active investor looking to start scaling into larger multifamily, or you are a passive investor, you just want that cash flow, you just want that mailbox money. This is a great way to wrap your head around conceptually what a deal looks like, and more importantly, what a deal package looks like. What kind of questions should you be asking? How is the deal structured? If you want to get a sense of, hey, what do I dig into? If I'm really looking at this, what are the things I need to know and the questions I need to ask? This deal package will start to open up the door there. And then I send you a follow-up that gives you seven questions you need to ask whenever you're evaluating a real estate opportunity with on a deal like this. So you can check that out on our website. You can go to kasmancapital.com slash sample deal. You'll get added to our newsletter as well. And we'll give you more tips and insights on multifamily investing. Wow. That's very generous information to have. In fact, everybody, I'd recommend you, you get that regardless of where you're at. I mean, that kind of education is so valuable, whether you're trying to be an active investor or a passive investor. So John, really appreciate the generosity there. Absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate you having you on, of course. It's such great counsel you've given. And I think this is the kind of thing that everybody needs to remember, especially as we move into a time where I think we're going to start seeing certain syndicators really get burned. We're going to start seeing those, as Warren Buffett says, as the tide rolls out, we'll see who's swimming naked. And I think we're definitely going to start seeing that over the years to come. So it's really good to have that education up front. So really appreciate your time and just your wisdom you've shared on this podcast today. 
Hey, Chris, thank you for having me. And I'm excited to be here, as I said. So feel free to reach out as well. Check out the free download there. I say free, but it's really no cost. It took me a lot of time and effort to put together. <laughs> but go ahead and check that out from our team. It's at casmancapital.com slash sample deal. Thanks again. Absolutely. That's the thing is that it's one thing to hear about this stuff. It's another thing to internalize it and use it in your life. And that's the thing. When you get this kind of education, it might be a free download. However, it's not just what it doesn't cost you or does cost you, but what it can save you, especially in the errors and the mistakes you'd be making by doing the wrong things or not asking the right questions. So guys, definitely take this to heart, take this advice and use it to gain more wisdom so that you can ensure you have financial freedom today. So everybody make it a wonderful and prosperous week and we'll see you later. Visit us online at moneyripples.com for more resources to help you fix money leaks and get your money working harder for you now. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.